Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Breaking up is hard to do. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Don't lose me, baby. Companionship, friendship, mentoring, fraternity, communion, fellowship. These are valued gifts. And when these gifts are taken away from you, what do you experience? Who hasn't felt the anxiety of being left behind or now being alone. When two beloved are separated by death, the widow knows loss. When divorce tears a family apart, the children will go into a shell of worry or loss. When a student and his mentor part ways, they grieve the loss, the separation. And there's more. All of this is true because it is not good for man to be alone. And as we heard in the beginning, God made a suitable helper for him. From the beginning, God says that such isolation, loss, and separation, these are fundamentally not good. Therefore, it is right for us to grieve our, un- our inability to gather together. It is right for us to grieve death that separates loved ones or divorce that rends a family apart or even a necessary end to a relationship. Because with loss comes pain. We are not meant to, be, to live alone in seclusion, in isolation, or even sheltering at home. We were created by our Heavenly Father for community. He placed us into families, into peer groups, into villages and cities, into countries, into congregations. He does this so that we would support one another, that we would build one another up, that we would encourage and direct and even rebuke and correct each other. Within these communities, families, congregations, love is service. And our love then is shown in serving one another, being together with one another. That's what makes this time so uncomfortable for us. It's not, we're not meant to be alone 
to be isolated, to be separated. And no amount of digital technology is going to replace the actual gathering together of Christians around his word. And the disciples in the upper room on the night he was betrayed, they too were distraught. They knew this kind of isolation. Because our Lord's catechesis of the twelve was this. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. I'm going away, and that's why you are sorrowful. Who has not known this kind of sorrow? The beloved teacher, mentor, rabbi is leaving. And they won't see him again. That's what he says. He's going away, and they believe that this, is, this means that they will be left alone. They've turned their back on their old vocations. Many of them have had to leave behind wife, mother, and father, brother and sister, friend, or neighbor for the sake of Jesus. That is, for the sake of the gospel of Christ. And if he leaves them, where will they go? What can they do? Who even are they but disciples of Jesus? Many are still grieving this kind of loss. Many want Jesus to fill the empty place in their heart that is left by the death of a loved one or separation from someone. Many ask Jesus to come and sit in an empty chair at the dinner table. Many want Jesus to sit in seats of government authority to show this country actually how it should manage this crisis, to rule over this nation that appears to be on the brink of disaster going down the drain. Many want an obvious and active Jesus working firsthand in their lives as their friend and Savior should. They want Jesus to be present and active with them, their mentor and their friend. And Jesus has an answer to this longing, to this desire to be with him. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. It's to your advantage that Jesus departed because he departs to sit at the right hand of the Father. Yes, he's gone away, but this is to your advantage. Because from God's right hand, from the seat of all authority in heaven and on earth and under the earth, Jesus has not actually left you alone. But now he comes to you in a different manner, but he comes to you all the same. He comes to you and he's with you by his spirit, the Holy Spirit. Now what good is the spirit, you might ask? You don't need a pet dove (laughs) or a mighty rushing wind or some kind of fire starter. And that's usually all that people think of the Holy Spirit. It's just a bit part in the grand drama of the Bible. And of course, some attach all sorts of bizarre ideas to the work of the Spirit, like 
the Spirit enables us to play with snakes or to speak gibberish. And I would suggest that even Lutherans haven't been all that terribly great at catechizing the work of the Spirit. He is the bashful member of the Holy Trinity, after all. But today in our gospel and the weeks to come, Jesus tells us exactly who the Holy Spirit is and what he does for us. Indeed, there's a whole article in the creed about, that confesses his work. But to that pressing need, that pressing need for Jesus to be with us, an active part in our lives, well, this is actually precisely the Spirit's work because the Spirit is Jesus' Spirit, proceeds from the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit is sent to you by Jesus from the Father to testify, that is to bear witness, to show you Jesus in his word. Everything the Spirit does is to confess and to give to you Jesus. It's the Spirit who who spoke and worked through the mouths of the holy prophets of old to bring you the promise of salvation. It's the Spirit who speaks through the witness of the apostles in the New Testament. It's the Spirit who has brought to their remembrance everything that Jesus said or did for you and for your salvation. It's the Holy Spirit, known as the Helper here today, the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, who made it possible for these disciples to confess the truth in a hostile world and to endure through all manner of suffering, even suffering isolation. Because when the prophets and the apostles, that is God's word, is speaking, Jesus is speaking to you. And when you hear, study, inwardly digest his word, You're hearing Jesus. You're studying with Jesus. You're receiving the heavenly bread that is Jesus. The gifts of Jesus are founded on the word of Jesus. And when you have his word, you have him with you. Because the word institutes and gives you Jesus. Thus, where the word is read and proclaimed, the air is filled with Jesus. He enters into your your hearts and minds through your ears to convert you, to redeem you, to sanctify you, to make you his. And as long as Jesus Christ crucified is preached and given to you in his gifts, you have Jesus. You have Jesus that you need. The Jesus who saves you from your sins. And all this is the work of his spirit, the Holy Spirit. This is what we actually confess in the third article of the Apostles' Creed. God's honest truth. And it's not as if the Spirit has a small job. He's got a huge task. Because the Spirit of God that proceeds from the Father and the Son, he calls, he gathers, he enlightens, and he sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps you with Jesus Christ in that one true faith. That's not a side job. That's not a bit part in the salvation story because it is the Spirit who brings the proclamation of Jesus into the world. 
It's the Holy Spirit who gathers all the wayward sheep of Jesus back to him. It's the Spirit who enlightens your minds, who stirs up your heart with Jesus. It's the Spirit who makes you holy by bringing you into the fellowship of Jesus. And it's the Spirit who guards and protects your faith by preserving Jesus' word among you. Now, the disciples were sorrowful because it appeared that Jesus would no longer be with them. And that's certainly what he said. Their human reason would not allow them to understand the words of the Spirit that Jesus spoke. It it was a good thing for us that he, quote, go away. For if he had not faced the cross alone, you would not have life in him forever. He went away, indeed, not to a far-off country, but rather into the loneliness of sin, the loneliness of your death. And thereby he opened the kingdom of God to you through the work of his Spirit. It's Jesus' Spirit that is sent upon them at Pentecost that preaches the gospel and puts those words upon their lips so that that message would be proclaimed throughout the whole world and that you then would receive Jesus and everything he did for you, that it would be your own. Jesus hasn't left you maybe in the manner of sitting with his disciples, certainly, but he's just as present with you here and now, today, as he was with them in the upper room. If you begin to doubt that Jesus is with you, if you doubt that he has you in his mind's eye, if if you wonder if he's lost track of you, hear the word of Jesus. Christ is with you, and you are his. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you have been grafted into him by holy baptism. By Christ's Spirit, your sins were declared today forgiven in the blood of Jesus. By the inspiration of the Holy Scripture, you sang the whole story of salvation in that hymn, Salvation Unto Us Has Come. And the Spirit proclaims that the bread and wine are Jesus' true body and blood in the sacrament, which is given for you for your forgiveness and the renewal of your faith in him. You see, Jesus hasn't left you behind. He still comes to you. He's still with you by his spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you Jesus and everything that Jesus accomplished for you. And of course, Jesus is present with you. Where two or three are gathered in my name around my word to receive my voice, and to feast upon my gifts. You are not alone. Christ is here for you, today and always. In Jesus' holy name, amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus your Lord. Amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting 
stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.